welcome to the Bold Dreamer podcast. I am your host, Christina Baranowski, and I'm so glad that you're here. This podcast was really made for the women out there just doing anything that they have to do in order to chase their own dreams, regardless of the circumstances of their life. With the guests on here, we chat everything from business to real life and what it's actually like living inside of your passion. And we have a really good time while we're doing it, but we also try to keep it raw and real and relatable to anybody that is wanting to start something and feels like they can't. And even if one little tidbit makes you feel like you can, I feel like my job is done. Uh, We love our coffee here. So grab your coffee, take a seat at the table with us. Like we want you to feel like you are a part of these conversations. And my biggest hope is that you leave these conversations newly inspired in your own dreams and confident in your ability to do them. So today's episode is so fun. It's with one of my good friends, Amanda Bouchard. She is the founder of Budgeting Babe Co., which is a financial coaching company. And her story is not only super inspiring, but so relatable to so many different people. And she really is living out what she's preaching. She figured out her finances five years ago and used that knowledge to really cultivate what is now a business that's helping so many people. And you'll see when the episode starts, Amanda is so fun. We have a little bit of banter and lots of laughs. So I hope you feel that. And, you know, I hope you also have some takeaways from advice that she has and how she decided to start this business really when she had everything that she needed, a comfy job and she has her nest egg and financial stability and all those things. And and she decided it was time to jump and chase the dream. So let's get into it. I'm so excited to be here with you, Amanda, and we've talked about this forever, and you are actually, so this is, you're the first guest on the podcast, and you were one of the people that, like, super encouraged me to do this, so I was like, you're going to be my first guest, and we're going to do this, and here we are, and I'm so proud of us, Um, but I have, we are doing it. And, but I have to start every episode by asking, what is your favorite way to take your coffee? So every single morning I drink four shots of espresso, Barney's white Santa flavor um, that I order online. That's the only kind I like. And then I put a a tablespoon of Rice Krispies creamer in and half a cup of vanilla Chobani oat milk. Excuse me. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. Back up. Rice Krispies creamer, what? (laughs) Yeah, because, so I actually heard on your podcast where you put in like a marshmallow creamer. I didn't know that was a thing. So I will switch over to the nut pods because I like a more. I love nut pods. But they like these stores in the middle of nowhere, right? I live in 
you know, bumfuck North Carolina <laughs> where there's a food yeah. line with three options, but they do have Rice Krispie creamer. Oh my God. Yeah. That actually sounds amazing. One of my favorite cereals growing up was like the Rice Krispie treats. Um, it was just a cereal, yeah. but it, it wasn't the Rice Krispie. No, it was the it treats. Was Rice Krispie treats. Like clusters of. Yes. Yeah, so that familiar. sounds amazing. Yeah. Because, yeah, I have my, it's uh, 12.15 here, and I'm still drinking my coffee with my marsh, Toots and Marshmallow Nut Pods, and I live for So this it. is like Their a knockoff Starbucks of the iced espresso, like the vanilla toasted vanilla shaken espresso, but it's how I make it at home, and I think it tastes better, so like I don't even like going and getting coffee anymore, because I feel like I do a better job than any coffee shop. You know what? <laughs> Yeah, and when I go out to coffee, I spend a ton of money because I like love the. I need the size large and the special. And they don't give you so they don't give you the right amount of espresso. Like the other day, they had a six <laughs> the four shots, one shot. Who can live off a one shot? <laughs> it's like, what's the point? Why? Why do I even have? We're giving this? me a cup why? of milk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but actually, yeah, right. Okay, amazing, amazing. Um, coffee is always just like. One of aside from business and all the things like coffee, I could talk about all day because I've tried cutting it out a few times and it's just like, it's going to be my one thing that even if any, like of my functional holistic people are like, you have to cut out coffee. Like I cannot. And I, I've fully decided I will not like I've tried. I just don't understand how people don't like coffee. Like my husband, Ben, like he will not drink coffee. Like, I'm like, try a sip. Really? It's so delicious. No. Just, just try Just start, like, sneaking it into, like, his protein shakes <laughs> or whatever. Like, I put, I'm like, just, I've made this so amazing, okay? I've learned it. I've nailed it. Like, just have one sip. You will love it. No. We have perfected. Yeah. The I've perfected this drink and you won't even try it? <laughs> you have bad taste. Insulting. Yeah. Insulting. Um, okay. Amazing. What I want to getting into like what we're actually, cause I could do the coffee conversation all day. all day. I want you to like break down for everyone listening, what you do and what that looks like, kind of how you got there. Um, yeah. And just kind of the, the cliff notes of your life. All right. So rewind like five years. Um, I was in a position not making very much money, but I just hated the way I was living. Like I was paying my credit card off every month, but like as soon as I paid it off, I had nothing left in my bank account. And I mean, you know this, but I lost my mom probably five years before that. She died in 2013. So this was five years after. And she had raised me in a way, like I remember her taking me through the bank drive throughs balancing her checkbooks while we were in there, right? Like, if you don't have cash, you can't afford it, blah, blah, blah. But five years after she's gone and I'm like, I, wow, I'm an adult now and I don't know how to manage my money, right? Like, I, I'm lost. Um, so I was like, I have to figure this out. And my church at the time was offering the Dave Ramsey class. And I heard, I heard really great things about it, but I didn't really know anything. And I was like, okay, if this is going to help me stop losing all my money every single month, like sign me up. 
right? And I think it cost like $100. But at the time, I was like, I don't even have $100. Like, do I have to give up Starbucks to afford this Dave Ramsey class? Because no. My one shot. Right? (laughs) So I signed up. I did it. Um, I got out of debt. So I wasn't in debt necessarily, but I didn't have a savings. I didn't really have a plan for my money. And I just wasn't getting anywhere. It was like running on a treadmill, right? Like maybe not even that good. Maybe sitting in a rocking chair because I wasn't even burning calories. I was just sitting and I'm moving, (laughs) but not getting anywhere. So I did the class. I like completely changed the way that I managed my money. And it was fantastic. Like I went from having no savings to six months saved up for an emergency and a fun to travel. And I did really cool stuff, right? Like I took Cameron on a 10 day Disney cruise, just me and her. And I was like, wow, like, if I'm able to live like this as a, like a single mom out there, like I'm not struggling. I'm feeling great. I feel like I could help other people. Obviously you and I met and I was so inspired by you because all the things that you had done. Right. And I was like, I could sit here and pick her brain for literally hours. Um, but I was too chicken. Like I, I thought about it and thought about it. And I was like, Oh, I made every single excuse in the book. Like, I don't know how to start a business. Oh, do I need an LLC? What are the rules? And I mean, you'll understand this, right? Like, I'm not necessarily a rule follower. I don't like to be told what to do. We shouldn't be rule followers. Right. But I don't like to screw up either. Like, I was like, I don't want to do something that's illegal. Like, I can't just have a business, (laughs) right? Like, what if I do and I don't have an LLC? Or what if I don't do it right? And so I guess the fear of that really held me back. Um. And then moving down here to North Carolina, you know, I was working a job that I didn't love and I just kind of felt like everything else in my life was falling into place, but I was meant to do more and like do something that I was actually passionate about rather than sitting there miserable. And as you know, the story goes, I was like, please help me. You did. And we launched and went live. Um, So I wanted something better than the Dave Ramsey program that caters to the masses, right? So it's more of like individual coaching, helping people, like looking at what their goals are and helping them figure out, like some people may not have the savings. They may be in credit card debt. They may just feel like, Hey, look, like I make great money or maybe I don't, you know, how do I get to a better spot? I don't think like it's a bandaid one thing fixes all right. And I think mm-hmm. that's kind of where I don't really believe in the stuff that I did. Like, I don't believe in getting rid of credit cards necessarily. You know, sometimes I do think people need to stop using them just for a little while to get everything under control. Um, But it's not one thing fits everyone. So I was like, also, I'm very big into like, we deserve a seat at this table, right? Like, you're not going to say that I don't belong in this conversation because I do know what I'm talking about. Um, And I think like the financial world especially is very like, man driven and they run the banks and the finances and all this stuff. And I'm like, no, I want women to feel empowered to have a conversation, whether they are single, whether they are married, right? Like they deserve to know and to understand. And that wasn't really a thing that was ever talked about in school, in life. Um, so really creating those conversations and changing the way that money is looked at. You know, I say all the time, like, I just want to cancel the taboo of money. Like I believe in transparency and, talking about it and it's okay to share um for me I struggle because like I don't want to come off like I'm bragging when I'm like hey look I did this thing like I don't have a car payment but I have a brand new car that's amazing but also like if I did it you can do it sis like let's go yes yeah and I think that's like 
a really important point that you made too because for I don't know where along the way like money became like you said such a taboo topic and it's like you you know like people are now just saying like if you work in an office it's okay to like share your salary with your coworkers because like some people are getting screwed out of money and um their coworkers are making more than they are and they're doing the same exact job and it's like that all money is I view is it's like a tool, right. right? To be able to live life in the way that you want. So to back up a little bit and to kind of like bring people into how you turned around, I guess your finances, yeah. if you're like open to talk about it, how much when you were like in your, I guess not debt, but when you didn't have your nest egg and stuff, yeah. were you making like a pretty good salary or were you like, just okay or well, I was making $44,000 a year when I started the program and the Dave Ramsey like which is tough to live off of as, a as it is mom. and then added kid right with in yeah. daycare yeah um it's like that eats up almost your yeah and like I had a mortgage to pay I didn't have roommates right and it's like now we make more than that and like last year we did great but it's not a lot of money. And I truly feel like while you can't budget your way out of like poverty, you can learn how to manage the money that you're making and create space to bring in new streams of revenue or create space where you're comfortable negotiating. Right? So that year I actually increased my salary from 44,000 to 50,000 because when it came time for my annual review, I'm like, Hey, look, these are the reasons that I think I should be getting a pay increase, but I was comfortable and I learned how to negotiate. And that's something I work with, you know, Mm -hmm. my clients on too, is so many things in life are negotiable, right? Like I said, I'm not a rule follower. Um, I'm going to negotiate my insurance. I'm going to negotiate salad, like whatever it is. I want to get into that. I'm negotiating, right? (laughs) I'm not going to go to the dollar tree and who buying, but yeah, Yeah. (laughs) like what can you do? But I, but that was it, right? Like learning, okay, yeah, I make 44,000, but like, here's the things that I'm doing. Here's why you should increase my pay. And so, you know, learning those techniques and like ways to increase your income. I mean, I, I made more because I remember seeing my money and being like, wow, I don't have a lot. Like people made so much fun of me because I would list anything on Facebook marketplace to add an extra $10 into my income. Cause if I added $10 into my income category, right, that was either a toy that I could get my kids. That was a Starbucks drink, right? Like, but I only budgeted the money that I was bringing in. So unless I brought in more, I didn't have any more to go other places. Even like travel, I want to go on a trip. Well, if I don't sell three things in my house to make an extra $30, I guess I'm just not putting $30 towards my travel fund. And I did like, I, I even recently, like I, it's still a habit that I have. I sold a litter box on Facebook Marketplace for $25. <laughs> a used <Wow>. box. <laughs> Who bought that? And why? It, it's really but good for you. Box, but like, it, was, it was clean. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. What a deal. That's so funny. But I feel like that's really important too, because I think a lot of people think of like a financial coach and... I know. So you call yourself budgeting babe, which I feel like is actually super fitting because a lot of financial coaches are like, okay, even though you're like, okay, how can we increase your income? You're looking at it, looking at it as more of like an approachable, realistic way 
and not so much like, oh, like go start this like crazy side hustle and that will bring in an extra six figures and then you'll be good to go. Like figure out how to sell digital something and beat pics. (laughs) Yeah. Like go sell beat pics. I mean, I've heard it's very lucrative, but you're more helping people, especially women. Yeah. Because somewhere along the line with like the taboo and you know men being known as like the breadwinner women are just kind of like secondary to that and And really scared to ask for what they deserve yeah and because it's like I don't know where or when it happened but it's like oh we have an offer we should be grateful for that offer when really like we bring a lot more to the table yeah and um I feel like it's so great that you're more like okay let's look at what you have and optimize it as opposed to okay let's look at what you have actually that's not enough how about you go get a second job right and I think that's really important to note too because that's where I feel like it becomes so powerful for you because you're creating something that's doable for people as opposed to like daunting yes and it's changing the mindset right like You know, even with me leaving a full-time, great-paying job to come do this full-time, I felt myself going back to that scarcity mindset of, like, money runs out and I don't have enough. And, like, that's something I coach my clients through is, like, you know, you have to look at it in a different way. Like, money is limitless, right? Like, it doesn't seem like that at first, but then you start seeing these additional ways. Or even if it's saving money in your budget, but like still having the things that bring you joy and happiness. And like that you, I mean, you know, I'm always like Botox and budgets, baby. I was just going to say, <laughs> but I, I mean, like, it's important for us to enjoy things that we enjoy. Yes. But you have to like, sometimes unless you are in like a limitless situation, which like good for you, right. but you have to, to work it in. Yeah. You can't just like do it and then not, sacrifice somewhere else I guess right and even if it's sacrificing like the stress right like some people are like oh well I'll just throw it on a credit card which cool if that's how you live your life and it doesn't cause you stress but like when it becomes a problem and a burden and the way that you're feeling is weighed down that's when it's like okay let me step in and like let's change the way that you're feeling because your feelings are really affecting everything in your life yeah so you started doing this like full-time only a few months ago yeah and how has that been? I know we've had like some side yeah. combos, of course, because we're like friends in real life. Right. But um, IRL, what has that been? Yeah, IRL. And um, what has that been like? Kind of trying to go because you have, even though you didn't love your job, like you said, it was a good job. Yeah, I mean, I made you had good dollars last year by myself outside of then, um, which is a good, like I was in mergers and acquisitions and you know, it was a nice title, I guess. It's like impressive. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But it, um, it wasn't fulfilling. So what I will say, you know, there's a whole bunch of things that has happened since I've gone full time. It's been exciting. I have felt fulfilled. I have been terrified. Um, I mean, I don't know if there's any emotions that I have not felt. Uh, yeah, you know, sad. Yeah. I haven't felt sad. I've been 
nothing but happy because I feel like I'm really fulfilling my life's purpose because I want to help people and I feel like it can really change people's lives. Um, but it's scary, right? Like with any type of business, it's kind of like you have your ebbs and your flows and like things are going great and you're like, yeah, I'm doing it. I'm killing it. And then it's like, wait, do I still exist? Are people ever going to call my phone ever again? Did anyone look at my website? Like literally the next day, like you can be like, oh my God, I am crushing it. And like, I am doing so good. And this is the best decision ever. And then literally the next day you can be like, it's all over. Like I'm done. People don't even like me anymore. I have clients who are committed to me right now for like seven months. Right. And yesterday I had a QA call that I booked another session for. And today I'm like, will I ever get another client again? Where are they going to come from? How am I going to find them? Like they, they don't know I exist, right. you know, and then like we'll hang up and then you'll get two more and you're like, oh, okay, I'm yeah. fine. And then the, and then it'll uh, be yes. cycle. You still do have a business. <laughs> but it's scary because like going from making I mean, and I set myself up financially in a very good way where like I don't actually have to worry, you know, about it at all. But to go from making pretty good money to not as good money because it's all based on like the clientele and like you know, yeah. when, and it's brand new. Yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely a difference. And like, you know, I'm not going and getting Botox right now. I'm not like, mm-hmm. but those are things I was willing to sacrifice. For. And that's the budget part right. of Botox and budget. <laughs> and that's when you have to figure out which one's important. And right now it's launching a business. Um, yeah. So I think that just learning that and trying that not to have the fight or flight feelings like, ah, yeah. am I going to survive? Which is really hard. When you're high, you're high, and then it's like, oh, wow. It's like crashing down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So when you, you just left your full-time job. In Uh, in February-ish. Yeah. Which is like uh, crazy and impressive because it was so soon after you launched. You launched in November, correct? So you launched in November and then by February, you were like, all right, this is it. I'm, I'm not doing my job anymore. Did you have like a moment that you were like, I don't need my other job anymore? Or was it, I need to spend more time on this? Or was it, I just don't want to do my other job anymore? Like what is that? (laughs) No. Cause like, I feel like everybody's story or everybody's decision-making in deciding to forego the paycheck yeah. is a little bit different. Yeah. And I honestly, um, like my job was very flexible. Um, mm-hmm. So I was, I was kind of eaten up with guilt because I had a very flexible schedule. I didn't truly like believe in what I was doing, I guess. Um, but my problem was, so I launched in November and I had, I booked clients almost immediately, which was awesome. Like it was like, wow, this is great. But I knew I had to do more to get my name out there. And so I was balancing so many things between a full-time job and this. And I was like, wow, you know, why am I sitting here doing something that I'm miserable at, right? So I did medical sales uh, before I went into mergers acquisitions to move. And I was like, I, I mean, I did great. I was phenomenal at it, honestly. But I was like, if I could do these sales for someone else in something that like, yeah, I believe in, but I'm not passionate about it. Why would I not be able to do this for myself, right? And it's kind of the same thing. I'm going out there. I'm telling people what I do. If they want to send someone to me because they think that they need it, great. If they don't, okay, here's who I am and what I do. And now you know. Um, but 
Yeah. So in November, once I launched, I was like, I don't feel like I can fully commit to doing it like as much as I want to while still working mm-hmm. this other job. Like you can't balance, but so many things in life. And at the end of the day, I felt like my happiness was more important. I have a very supportive husband who was like, do whatever makes you happy, do whatever makes you happy. And I kept telling Bless myself, him. like, I was supposed to get a bonus in January. And I was like, and wait until my, my work pays me this bonus and wait until my work pays me this bonus. And it kept getting pushed back. And I was like, at this point, is the bonus even worth it? Um, and I ended up, it was like the perfect timing, but I was so glad, like, once I left, and my boss even told me, he's like, Amanda, I feel like you are being freed, like a bird in a cage being freed, because yeah. he knew my heart just wasn't in it. And like, I agree, really, like, my team was really awesome. Like, my, I loved my boss. Um, yeah, I just, it was, now I'm able to go to my networking groups. Like, I've created networking groups in the area that, like, I can be a, well, I'm a part of because I'm the hostess with my, one of my friends. But, like, I was able to do so much more for my business and for other people because I was doing it full time. And right after yeah. that, you know how you, it's like, things fall into place. We always say that. But it's like, I left my full-time job. Now, all of a sudden, I have two, you know, committed clients getting ready to bring on a third one that it's like, oh, wow, okay, I am doing the right thing. I was doing the right thing. Like, isn't that so funny the way it works? Like, you think you're almost like, it feels like you're like cutting off an appendage. Yeah. Right? Because you're like, I'm I'm cutting off this part of my life. I'm no longer going to get income from it or whatever it is that you're cutting out. Probably the income. But right. energetically, right, you cut it out and it makes so much space yeah. for the other stuff. And it's like things are falling out of the sky. And like, it's funny because I have that conversation with people a ton and it's like, I cut off the thing that was the dead weight and opportunities just came. Yeah. It was like... It wasn't actually an appendage. It was just a sixth toe. You didn't need it to do it. (laughs) It was just there, just kind of floating around. Anyone with six toes, but. (laughs) Yeah. But also it's like really important, I think, to point out for just what you do that you have applied it to your own life and you were able to like follow a passion and run after the things you wanted because you've spent the last five years setting yourself up in a way on like granted your salary was good but there were times that it was like tight and you didn't have a partner and it's like a you know with inflation oh my gosh (laughs) like the you know with 15 dollar eggs what is a salary anymore what's a good salary anymore and it it was a realistic salary that a lot of people some might have some might be a little short some might be getting more but it's not like you were making a million dollars a year right. and you magically you know shoved away half a million so you can do whatever you want like you really started like I guess a good word for it would be like squirreling yeah away money to set yourself up to be able to do something like yes that. well and that's what I was gonna say I think it's so cool to remember like yes now I'm you know. I got married last year and now I'm in a position where I am in a two, well, I guess it's not a two income. It is a two income household, just not as much of a two income household. Um, But I am in a position that like we can live off of one income at this point. But even without that, like I, you're right. I squirreled away and created this thing where it's like, I told my boss at my old job, I said, look, 
if you're not going to treat me right, I have an FU fund and I'm not afraid to use it. Um, Heck yeah. Because I did, right? Like, I'm not going to get treated like garbage anywhere. Um, no. And so, that I yeah, I squirreled, but, like, I could have done this, you know, I'm luckier now and I'm in a better position now because we do have another income. But this wasn't something that, like, I couldn't have done on my own anyways, right? Like, it is a thing for anyone. Right. And so, even though you've only been launched since November mm-hmm. and we're in April, which is crazy, you've been doing it for six months. Like I would say not even six months. Like, five. Yeah. Yeah. Would you say, obviously, like, not naming names or anything for clients, but have you seen in that short period of time people really start to turn their own it really does turn your life around I feel like if you can yeah so have you already seen that absolutely in people you're working with that are that were maybe not in the best spot yeah I mean I've had clients that like have paid off their all their credit card debt I've had clients like and really shift their mindset of like where their money should be going and how they're spending stuff I actually um I'm working with someone who's getting ready to launch her own business, which is so cool, right? But, like, it's coming up with that plan for your money and kind of figuring out what that looks like so you're able to create that and leave your 9 to 5. So I've seen people do some really cool things or in process of doing some really amazing things. And every time – Yeah. So especially, like, the clients that you meet with regularly, right? Like, I have a one-time session, and most of the time that leads to the commitment of, like, six months or seven months where we're meeting consistently – but even the ones that I've had like a one time and then end up paying off their decks, they're like, hey, look, I can go knock it out, you know, by myself. It's so cool every time I meet with the people to see the changes that they've implemented, whether we're meeting weekly at the time or monthly, or, you know, I've worked with someone and then they come back to me a few months later and they're like, hey, by the way, guess what? We just paid off this credit card, right? Because like, that's amazing. I still keep in touch with people. Um yeah. And it's so awesome because I know what a freeing feeling it is to not have these issues like weighing on you. Yeah, I don't, with the eggs, like I'm so tired of spending money at the grocery store. So I'm not, like, I'm not immune to it, right? Like I'm still like, oh, yeah. why do we have to budget $1,100 towards groceries? Like that sucks, yeah. but, but. But it is what it yeah, is. Exactly. And, th- and I, and I have a grateful mindset. So I'm like, I'm glad we can afford to have those things. Yeah. You know, it's funny because Jordan and I say that all the time when we get back from the grocery store, because we are like such crazy people about what we I was we like, y'all are busy and... eaters. I already know. <laughs> yeah, we're bad. Um, I mean, but I mean, like we're still, we're out for the bargain, right? So we're like Trader Joe's family yeah. through and through. We were just saying like, we have been flying through chicken yeah. <laughs> like Jordan has decided he really likes baked chicken. So I've been making a lot. And I was like, okay, we need to start getting chicken at the very least from Costco chicken and eggs. Yeah. And because we're so grateful, yes, that we can bring that food into the house, but we still have to do it in a mindful way. There's been like a few weeks here and there that instead of getting our groceries at Trader Joe's, we'll like go to convenient like Sprouts is close by or like we'll treat ourselves to a Whole Foods trip and we're like, we're never doing that again because we're getting the same stuff, probably less. And like anybody that lives with um, a person that eats a lot knows that that's where a lot of the the budget goes 
and we're not even getting nearly as much and we're spending double. Yeah. So it's like, we are cognizant of it. It's so crazy. And Cause like you said, you go to the same store, like we go to Publix and get the same stuff that we get at food line and the ticket is three times as much. Yeah. So it's like, I feel like little things like that, but, um, yeah, we are, we constantly are also in that mindset of like, I'm so grateful that we're able to buy the organic option of this. Um, but we, even though we're doing it, we have to be mindful of how we're getting it (laughs) because it's like groceries are crazy right now. It's awful. Um, so would you say from starting your business that, your day looks like what you kind of like always hoped to work. Have you always wanted to work for yourself? Like does your day feel really in line with what you pictured it would look like, (laughs) or is it like completely different than what you had in your mind when you like went off on this venture? I don't know. Um, I don't know what I had in mind. I don't know that it was this, but like, I really love my life right now. Um, yeah. So I like time block stuff on my Google calendar. Ben and I share a Google calendar and it's amazing because like anything that he has going on is now like on, like I know if he's going to be home late. I know if he's going to be in the field. I know all these things, but like my day is also blocked. So he knows like what I have going on too. And Mm. I am more busy since leaving my nine to five working two jobs doing this. Like I today was leaving the house at seven 30, like, not going to be back until 8.30. Like, I came home to record this, obviously. But I'm like, how am I so busy? So I don't know if that's what I thought it would be like. Um, yeah. But I, my neighbor and I, we used to walk every single day, uh, a couple laps around our neighborhood just to get out, mm-hmm. like, get your hot girl walks in. Um, Have to. Like, now she's like, Do you, are you ever even home anymore? And I, I don't know. Uh so, so I thought I'd get more walks in working for myself. Yeah. But I will also never go back to working for someone. I just don't, don't let Ben listen to this episode. Cause I told him, you know, if it doesn't work out sometime next year, I'll ben, go- hang up, hang up the podcast. <laughs> You're losing service. Ben. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I told him I would go back next year if anything didn't work out, but in my head, it's not an yeah. option not for it to work out. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, honey. Like, I'll go back if it doesn't work out. But, like, I (laughs) know. But you know what? It's working. It is. Yeah. But it's working. So, I mean, why even put your... And I'm so happy. So, like, is there a a value on happiness? Yes. There's 100% a value on happiness. And that's the thing. Because I have my moments, too, that I'm just like, this is insane like the house because right now I'm, I'm doing it. Okay. So anybody that doesn't know, uh, Amanda and I met because both of our, well, my, almost my husband, <laughs> basically <laughs> both of our partners are in the military. So we're bouncing around. So I'm doing a product-based business out of a house right now, completely like legally. <laughs> and you know, we, I have all the licenses and everything, but it's hard doing it. I don't know where I was going with this. What, where was I going? Uh, well, you weren't mentioning the crawfish, so I'm not sure. Living <laughs> your um, life in like structure but, and every, oh, price on happiness. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like doing this out of the house, right? And uh, there's days where it's really, really hard, but the thought of going back and like 
trying to work for somebody with like, like you said, being told what to do. And it's like, I will work my way through this in like the ugliest, messiest, not real way. It's like, I always say like, I feel like I'm not real, even though like I'm doing it. Right. Yeah. But I will take like the tears and the mess that comes with the happiness of doing what I want Yes. over, like I've only been in one job before that was like not toxic. Yeah. And that I'm like forever grateful for that team that I worked on, but I'm just like, it's not worth it. And my happiness is not worth it. So it's like, yeah, there are days that like, you know, there's no money. I will go Botox free forever if I get to stay this happy. (laughs) Right. And it's, it's really granted, like you talking about money, like you have to be smart about it. Like there has to be something coming in if you're not able to like be dependent on another person or whatever your circumstance is. But there's such a joy that comes with like one, bringing something to life to watching it work. And working from home isn't like the part that makes it happy. You know, I think working from home is actually harder sometimes than like going into an office, but it's, it's really, really hard for me to put into words what, like, like you said, a bird being freed from a cage. Yeah. And when I'm under like the supervision of another person, I feel so stifled. Or like you don't control who your boss is and are they micromanaging you? Are they rude? Like I had a boss that would come in one time and be like, whose fucking problem is this? And you're going to get fired and you're going to get fired. And it's like, okay. At the time, I felt like, ah, all the time. Oh yeah, like the the eggshell boss. Yeah. Like you just have to like walk on eggshells. Um yeah. I love that you said that because it is is there's a I believe there's a value to that obviously the happiness. And it makes you a better person. It probably makes you a better mom, a better partner. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean the so, CEO, the secretary, everyone at Budgeting Babe Co., Mimi and me are phenomenal. <laughs> so great personality right. like so easy to get Love along to with. work with her <laughs> never yells at herself it's really great <laughs> it's really gentle with her feelings. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny would so do you feel like you have finally like established yourself as a financial coach or do you feel like you're learning as you go or do you feel like you'll never feel established or uh all of the above so I feel established I feel like I know what I'm doing the cool thing is watching your your I guess for you product but for me service grow right like I look back Mm -hmm. on my first client I told her I'm like you know I was sending an excel spreadsheet and like hey fill in your numbers right she's like Amanda I don't even know how to use excel and I was like oh crap, like I didn't know this was going to be an issue. Um, right. But like transforming that into like templates and like a seamless client process and like really seeing the growth in myself and how I coach. And like, it's so amazing. And, you know, I, when I first started, I heard, or like when I, before I even thought about starting, the coolest thing or like the best thing you can do is go out there and just start introducing yourself as who you are, right? Like, hey, I'm Amanda with Budget and Co. I'm a financial coach, right? Because then you start believing it. 
And the yeah. more often that you do that, I don't see myself as anything else now. Um, I always knew I could. That makes me so it's happy so cool. for you. Yeah. And so like, I always knew I could do it. And like, I knew I had the brain behind it, but it was like the belief in yourself. Right. But I have people yeah. in my corner. Like I have you in my corner. I have so many people who know my story and like know how I got here are cheering me on and like, yeah, you can do this. And then people that I help and I'm like, damn, I really like help change their life. Um, so I feel established in that way. I feel like when I, you know, I go to these networking groups and I walk in a room and they know me as Amanda, the financial coach, like that's amazing to me. So I feel established in that way, but like, at what point will I feel successful? I, I don't know. I feel successful with this little bitty, but I, I want bigger. I want more. I want to help more people. And that's my big thing is like, who can you help? Like whose lives can you change? Yeah. It's so, I was reading something like I'm into very much into like astrology and, um, you know, things energetically that go on whether you want to talk about the moon or like things like that. But I was reading something that we're in a stage of like life on earth, I guess, um, that people are really going to start moving forward with like heart centered businesses. And this is like a really great time as like people start to shift and like the, the face of what working looks like has shifted a little bit. And I feel like there's so much success, so much success to be found inside of somebody that actually gives a shit about what they're doing. Oh yeah. And the fact that like you keep coming back to saying like, I'm helping so many people. It's like, yes, Amanda is free. And yes, Amanda has like started her own business. But on the flip side, you're literally creating a community of people that their life is easier because yeah. you decided to like do do the damn thing. Yeah. You know, like that's so cool. That is really cool. I, I love too that you're saying that people are like starting to go after their like heart-based businesses because you see all the time, right? Like Google and all their layoffs, big tech and all their layoffs. Everywhere right now is shifting. And mm-hmm. for people to take it as like an opportunity of growth rather than, oh, what am I going to do, right? Like, yeah, that before maybe like plan and have your emergency fund or whatever, but like, don't look at it as like, look at this stopping point for me. It's like, how can I grow and how can I develop? And like, what can I do that I feel great about? You learn so many skills at jobs. Like I said, with medical sales, I learned the sales and talking to people and like pushing myself to be uncomfortable. I like have very bad social anxiety and I'm sitting in my car like, no way. Yeah, it's awful. I was sitting in my no. car pumping myself up like, you can walk into this office. You just have to say hi to the front desk. You can do it. You got it. <laughs> For like 20 minutes. I, I don't oh. By the way, old job, don't listen to this. But, like, I would sit in my car for 20 minutes outside of offices to convince myself it was okay to walk in because I was scared of people's reactions. You do not strike me as such a person at all. I'm also a secret introvert, so that's fun fact. No way. Yeah, Ben's like, no, you're not. You're like an extroverted That's what I am, yeah. Ambivious. Yeah, I think I'm that too. Yeah, whatever it's called, ambivious, whatever, oblivious. (laughs) Don't ask me. <laughs> we'll we'll leave it up. Yeah. That's what we are. Yeah. That's what yeah. we are. <laughs> That's so funny. I would not have picked that up about you because 
So I've like had my own businesses for like a decade and I feel like you've done more in the last six months as far as like going and networking and connecting with other people than I've ever done. And like, I envy people that can do that. And I just, it's, I think it really speaks to one, how bad you want it. And two, like, what is on this is like a very cliche thing and I feel like I say this a lot when I'm talking to people because a lot of things are cliche but like what happens when you step out on the other side of what you're scared of yeah well that's what I'm saying it's not because I'm comfortable going to those things I'm not like wow you know what I would feel really great showing up to a room full of people I don't know and talking about myself uh, cause I don't like even the networking group living for right I go to every Thursday and the first time I went I was like I, I read a sheet of paper. I'm Amanda and I help empower women and family, like reading to a group because I was like, I'm going to go blank when I have to talk to someone. Uh, yeah. I could do one-on-one. That's fine. Like now with people I don't know. Um, but it's, it's really truly pushing yourself to get out of your comfort zone. Like you were saying, and like, yes. yeah, that makes me uncomfortable. I can never do it and be scared. Just like, like launching a business. I can either never do it and make all the excuses in the world and be scared and like, let fear control my life or I can be like haha fear you're a bitch and I'm in control so yeah and it's like there there has to be a certain level of like I'm okay with if this doesn't work yeah like it might be slightly embarrassing but it's like nobody really cares it's like only embarrassing to us you know like nobody cares I've done a few businesses in between like when I had the bakery and what I'm doing now and like I had a few partnership businesses and like they were great but like they didn't work out and it's like you either like go into a corner and you're like oh my god people think I'm a joke or you just like you have to brush it off and like be okay with like okay that didn't work out whether it was failure or another reason and you just have to be okay with things maybe not going the way you thought that I was very like, what are people going to think of me? What are this? Are people going to make fun of me? Are they going to think I'm annoying? Are they like all these like, what ifs of what people thought? And then I was like, you know what? I heard somewhere like people don't think about you one fourth of how like much you think they do. Right. No one's looking at me thinking and remember like, oh, well, did you see that story? She really sounded dumb there. Right. Like, oh, just see her. What does she know? And at the end of the day, if they do, who cares? Like, their opinion isn't my business. Live your life. Like, you put, oh, I think it was yesterday or the day before. You're, like, finally getting comfortable with myself and my humor. And, and like, I feel like so much of your appeal, obviously, on top of what you've been able to do with your business is, like, how personable you are. But, yeah, I have a friend at the gym um, that I – she's an author and a writer, and she's amazing, but her name's Emily – And so she was also instrumental when I was starting. And she's like, Amanda, like, you're so funny. And you're this and you're that. Like, she really called me out. She was like, your Instagram, like, you're very just blah. And you're not showing who you are. Like, people are not going to relate to you not being yourself. And so I'm like, and you even said, I think in the beginning, like, you're going to have to be transparent about numbers at some point. And yeah I between her like hey look like get on camera like be who you are be funny like I am joking I'm dancing I am with people I know like a wild goofy person kind of weird honestly um but, but like it's hard to put that up on social media because 
you're opening yourself up for people to like look at you and judge you and well, you said at yeah. the end of the day, who cares? If I'm not your cup of tea, and or you have bad taste. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like but that, actually, not like coffee. Yeah, I was just thinking that. <laughs> at or least you have likes, bad taste then. At least he likes your flavor of tea. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, and and I think that's something that I've kind of always struggled with, like a lot of my businesses, obviously, like you said, me, myself, and I, yeah. like it's me answering the emails. It's me answering the phone. It's me packing, pouring, shipping, making your cookies, whatever it was. It's me again. And it's like, you can only uphold like holding yourself back of like your actual personality for so long. Like, and there's such a sense of freedom that comes with like oh my gosh people are resonating not only with what I'm doing but with me as a person yeah and I feel like that allows you to like serve people better yeah because you can show up as yourself those are the people that like I connect with I don't even know them they're like the people on Instagram right that you're like watching you're like oh my gosh I love them they're so funny but you've never met (laughs) them you have no idea who they are they live in Oklahoma and totally invested in their life story, yeah I'm like though. oh my gosh you, you're pregnant again oh my gosh wow you got a new shirt I love that sis <laughs> <laughs> but it's the people that I'm so happy for right. you yeah it's the people that yeah. are like wow this is so great because you relate and they're putting yeah they're putting themselves out there. yeah and they're probably worried about people at home judging them and thinking they're crazy and making fun of them too and, and look at them now yeah killing it <laughs> killing it G- killing it um do you think that, not do you think, we kind of went over this, but a lot of people think that starting a business, it's like immediate success, right? Um, I think people that haven't done it, people that have done it know like you start and you're like making stuff up as you go and you're pretending you know what you're doing and you're getting your email systems in place and all these things. Are you still finding yourself, like you said, well, you're still like a baby business, but you're doing so good. Do you think that you're still running into like roadblocks that maybe you didn't foresee or is everything kind of like been as expected? Um, I don't know. I guess it's a, a double question. The way you word it reminds me of like a lot of you have been asking, um, <laughs> but so in the beginning I had this, I have this whiteboard in my office and I would write down the goals, right? Like in December, I'm going to get one client and then, or maybe it was November and mm-hmm. December, I'm going to get three in January. I'm going to get five. Right. And so I had these lofty goals because being, you know, in a sales background, it's all goals based and uh that's not how it worked out um five was not it for the entire month of january like that's just but it's adjusting and kind of like figuring out what that looks like and yeah i had these great plans and i did great but what defines that right like is it people in the pipeline is it helping people is it meeting people and for me like i thought that it was how many sessions i scheduled each month And now I'm kind of learning it's who am I getting in front of? Who am I talking to? You know, yeah, who am I connecting with and actually like having as clients? But there's so much more to it than what I originally thought. So as like somebody that has never done or somebody that wants to start a service-based business or 
somebody that has like just started out, where are most of your clients coming from? And like you said, it's kind of like looking different than what you expected. Um, and every time you get a call that's like, oh, hey, like I saw you're doing this and I want to have a discovery call. Like, and you thought you'd never get another one, but these people keep showing <laughs> and then, up. And there they are. Like, there they are. Like, where are they showing up from? Because you started, like, I mean, when Amanda and I started talking about this, I mean, we were setting her up with website. Yeah. There was not an email list. There was not an Instagram. There was not, you literally started from like ground up. Yeah. I didn't and... even have a name. And I just hit, like, I had no name for the business when I first talked to you. Yeah. And it's great where you landed. I love it. And I love your colors and I love the whole thing. Um, but for it, it's so hard to, I couldn't even tell like, where did I get my first sale and how did they keep coming? Like I, like probably my mom, (laughs) you know, or like somebody that knew me from the shop and they were like, Oh, like you're doing something else. I'll support support you for for like, but you're actually offering a service that might not everyone need. Yeah, and it's like not other like, people. Can I don't like, think everyone doesn't need. It. I I truly believe that everyone needs it. Um, yeah. I told I shared the thing on Facebook the other day. Like, I budgeted making you know forty four thousand dollars. I budgeted making one hundred and thirty three thousand dollars. Like, all over the board. I feel like anyone needs it, and it's how it fits into your lifestyle. I don't think people know that they need it, um, or people don't want it. Right. But mm. like you're saying, it's so much easier to buy something to support one of your friends or your family members. Services in general, like, are tough, I think, but even tougher when you're talking about something as sensitive as money, right? Like if someone's yeah. like, hey, can you tell me how much you make? Tell me how much your bills are. How much debt are you in, right? Like there's a lot of shame that people feel. And like, that is one of the things like, I don't do shame, right? Like you come to the table, this is the black and white of what it is, but people feel shame behind their money and it's hard to ask for help, right? Like it's, you know, my long history, I went started going to therapy in 2016, but like that was taboo, right? Like I need help. I wasn't doing well on my own, right? Like I had gone through a lot of trauma and but asking for help with finances, I feel like, is a similar thing. People don't want to show what's behind the screen. Um, you can put on a front. You can pretend like you have all this stuff. But, like, when someone takes a look at it and you're like, wow, I'm really stressed. You know, I'm spending more than I'm making. Or you're scared to be embarrassed by it or judged. Or there's so many other things when it comes to finances that make it tougher. I honestly have been surprised because – People I've known have come to me and that's been really awesome Mm. that they've trusted me um, because it's such a hard thing to talk about. And like, it's, I try to be more transparent because I want people to feel comfortable. Um, But it's, it's hard to open up for. So like, but I don't know that there's one place that like I've received the most referrals from. I've met people at the gym who've been a client. Um, People that saw me on Instagram that, like, I knew from back home. Like, I've had numerous people reach me, like, this is so awesome that you're doing it. I have questions. I want to be a client. Um, uh, people on Facebook, like, I've done some Facebook marketing. The networking group that I go to on Thursdays, I've had someone refer to me from there. So, really, like, it's – I wish there was, like, my one pot of gold and, like, this is where everything's coming from. 
but that it's not it's very and maybe at some point i'd be like okay well 80 percent of my referrals come from here and i just really yeah. right now it's so across the board and it's also pretty cool so it sounds yeah i was gonna say what's really cool about what you're saying is it sounds like so much of your business right now is coming literally from you just putting yourself out it there. Is. All of it. And people are resonating with it, which I think says so much because, you know, as a business owner or if you're starting a business, everybody's like, you need a marketing plan and you need this and you need this. But like what I'm hearing here is like just freaking start. Yeah. Just start and like let people know what you're doing and um, like that's something I've always struggled with is like allowing myself to be seen. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's just like a thing that I've always had. That's what with. I put. Like, I push you only... to do that too. I'm like, show up. Like you can put your face. Yes. On. Yeah. Like put your face out there. And like, even with like the podcast, you know, I've, I've had, there were a few like integral people that were like, you need to like, let your voice be heard. And I've always been like, Oh, I can't put myself out there. I don't want to like show my face or I don't want to like, use my voice too much. Yeah. yeah. And, and there's something really magical about like just showing up. And I feel like your business is literally that just showing up in play. Yeah. Like you've just showed up and people are like that's rare I feel like for a lot of people because they'll be like hey I'm doing this but then people aren't interested or they don't yeah you know uh they don't want what the person is offering yeah but you're it sounds like in a really great yeah I mean hopefully more come in and like I said hopefully it continues to grow and like develop but yeah it's it is awesome to see people like believe in what you do and come get help and grow and trust you. Yeah. Um, so if you were going to give some like blanket advice to people yep. that are either wanting to get out of debt or wanting to, I mean, buying a house right now, like sounds crazy with like interest yeah. and prices, but if they want to buy a house or if they want to go on a vacation or whatever it is, like, what are some takeaways that everybody can start implementing that they'll start seeing a difference in how they're saving and spending their money? Really, the whole bottom line is coming up with a plan, right? Like, if you don't have your eyes on clear numbers of what's coming in and what's going out, you cannot create a plan. And so many people don't actually know what's coming in and what's going out. Um, I say all the time to people, like, go back and look at three months and figure out how much you're spending in different categories because you truly can't come up with a plan for – you can't save for anything if you don't know how much you're spending every single month compared to how much you're making, right? Like, you can't – if you look at the numbers and your income is less than what's going out, like, you're not, straight up, you just can't save for a vacation right now. Like, you've got to figure out – what your numbers actually look like. I always say, you know, get a pulse check on where you're at financially so that you can grow. And I think for anything, whether it's, you know, getting a house, so many things are like individualized, right? So like with getting a house, I always tell people, I'm like, okay, yeah, getting a house sounds great. And like you said, prices are high, rates are high. You know, you're really, you're dating the rate and you're marrying the price. You'll be able to find yeah. refinance at some point in the next 30 years, depending how long you're going to stay. But if you don't even know how much you're bringing in and how much you can afford to pay, you truly don't have an idea, right? Like 
and people, you know, for me, someone who like breathes finance, like I love it. I like to wake up and look at my checkbook. It's not a checkbook. It's like a notebook paper, (laughs) but I love it. And people hate doing it, but truly like, yeah, is your paycheck? Are you putting money towards a 401k and HSA? Like how much money are you bringing in and where is it going? Cause that's going to help you save for your vacation. It's going to help you save for your house. It's going to help you figure out, can you pay this debt off? And what does that look like? And all of it starts off with just getting a pulse check of where you're at. I think a lot of people also like avoid yeah. looking at, especially if they know they're in debt or if they know the bank account's running low or yep. if there's like a bill they can't pay, they just avoid it instead. Because who wants to deal with hard things? Yeah. Yeah. So, so okay. So like say there's a pulse check yep. or even for like somebody like us that has fluctuated income month to month, because a lot of people that, you know, are going to be listening, uh, also have their own businesses. And like, how do you navigate like maybe an unexpected low month? And I know the obvious answer to that is, well, have a savings, but what if you've just like not been in that position, how do you, do you have advice for anybody that would like have an income that fluctuates that can't so much do a pulse check and know exactly what they're going to be making? I mean, I think it's hard if you don't know what you're going to be making, you know, being in a position now where I don't know, I kind of have an idea. I always base it on the low end, right? Anything else yeah. can go towards the savings. Anything else can go towards extra base, whatever you need from your business on the low end. If you are making some months $1,000, some months $5,000, right? Do whatever you can with that $1,000 and live on that or like figure out your finances based on the minimum that you're bringing in every month. Mm. And the high months are going to be great. And I think, you know, I've said like you can bonus yourself on the other stuff or you can put that in a savings account because at the end of the day, you want to balance it out so it's not a roller coaster, right? So get used to living on the minimum that you're used to making. But then once you figure out what that looks like and you have that savings account, well, now you can say, instead of making $1,000 every month, you know, I've put all this stuff into a savings account. Now I can live off of 2000 because my annual amount makes up for me to pull money out of the business on the harder months. Yeah. I think that's such a good point because, of the, yeah, learn what your minimum expenses are what yeah what do you absolutely have to bring in if you're not bringing that in then you might actually need to look into supplemental income yes and anything above that then just becomes like play money right essentially yeah or like money that you're gonna end up putting back into your business so i wouldn't say just pull it out as you make it right like (laughs) stuff it into all the all the laundry right yeah (laughs) but you know i'm a hoarder so that's that's my own personal finance problems like I want it all safe and stored and I could play a little bit more probably. Um, yeah. But overall, I think for me, that freedom comes with like not having to worry. I would rather not have to worry than have 10,000 toys. A hundred percent. I agree with that. I just. And that comes, the freedom comes back with that. Oh yeah. Cause you can have like 17 tractor trailers and have a month where you make no money and you're SOL because you don't have like that safety net. Yeah. I think making sure that you have a safety net created if you don't have one, you know, now, okay, well, what is my bottom line? And maybe 
maybe I can live off of, these are just fake numbers. Maybe I can live off of a thousand and bringing in 1200. Well, for every month, I'm going to put 200 away until I have, you know, a couple thousand dollars saved up so that if something does happen, I'm okay to pull out of there. I can breathe a little. Yeah. You're not constantly like, oh crap, what am I going to happen? You know, if you get in a car accident tomorrow, right? Like, and you're out of work for a month, what are you going to live on? Yeah. Savings account, people. Yeah. <laughs> high yield savings. Your best. High high yield <laughs> savings. What are they? They're up to like what, like four percent yeah. or something right now. Honestly, I'm kind of out of. So I like I bank with Capital One. I pre I love Capital One, but their savings rate right now is three point five, and I saw that there's another bank at three point seven five, and I'm like, don't make me do it. Yeah, I think. <laughs> We have one, I think it's closer to four. Yeah. They're, so I'm like checking yeah. every day. Like, have you, have you gone up yet? Cause mama's going to trade. Cause we're her. waiting up. Yeah. Like, we out. Yeah. I don't, I don't normally like switch bank accounts like that, but that's a, it's a lot of money difference between 3.5 and even like 3.75. Totally. Especially when you're in the thousands. So like one last thing and then we'll kind of like wrap it up and let people know where they can find okay. you. For people that don't know high yield savings, break that down real fast for everybody. Yeah. Because I know you talk about that a lot. And it's like really important if you have a chunk of money, even not a chunk of money, because it's free money. You even if you have a $100 in a savings account, you can earn right now close to $4 a month just for having that money sit in an account. Like, yeah. And $4 over 12 is almost, you know, let's see, what, $60? 48. Yeah. 48. 48. 4? 48. You're right. It's 48. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, wait, I don't know. Yeah, 48. Too many numbers right now. Yeah. 48 free dollars. Right. So like the high yield savings is you put your money in a savings account like you normally mm-hmm. would, but you're getting a percentage back on it every month. Yeah, and it's compounded of how much is in the account. Right, of how much is in the account. So if you have correct me if I'm wrong, $100 in the account, the next month you would have 104. If if your interest rate was 4%. Right. But then, then your next 4% is on the $104, not the hundred. So it's a really good way to, you literally get free money just by keeping your money there. And that's something that I see Amanda like preach a lot. To I'm going to do a free. Is. That's my next like step. Like I have like, okay, the things I need to do. That is going to be my free, like sign up and you get a free video because that's on my like to-do list for my business. It was how yes. to create a high yield savings and like what it actually is because everyone's like, I see you talk about it all the time. Like, I don't even know what I'm doing. I think people text me like, what's that account you talked about? And I'm like, here's the link. Yeah. Go get yourself a high yield savings. Yeah. Make your money work for you. Yes. Money. Free money. No selling cat litter boxes. Honestly, nothing better. <laughs> no hustling on marketplace. Yeah. And they just give it to you. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So if you had to put a really big dream into words, like what is your biggest, boldest dream for yourself and your business or not your business, just your biggest dream right now. I mean, personal, even if it doesn't different. seem realistic, even if it doesn't seem realistic, uh, I like, what is your 
biggest. I want to create something that is truly able to help people in the masses that's still mm-hmm. individualized and helps everyone, right? Like, I mean, who's whose dream job isn't to have something that creates passive income, right? Like, but to create something that actually helps everyone, whether it's coming up with courses or whether it's still one-on-one coaching and having that and able to create something that grows and booms that people know, like, wow, she helps. Um, yeah. So that in 10 years, me and Ben can retire to Montana and live on our cattle ranch and sit on our front porch. I want to live in Montana so bad. Yeah. Jordan thinks I'm crazy. He's like, I hate Tell him, tell him Ben's kids. looking at land out there and all Done. of a sudden you live we'll in Montana. Be, we'll be living in your That's, sheet yeah. shed in the back. That's our <laughs> and a barn demonium in Montana with cattle. Uh, some days at bison. Right? And, like, my argument is Montana is stunning in the summer. Yeah. Like, it makes up for the winter. Yeah. I mean, I want a condo at the beach, so, like, I Airbnb, but I can come whenever <laughs> I want because I love the beach, but, like... That might have to be the compromise. That's Jordan, yeah. too. Loves the beach. Yeah, he can come stay at our Airbnb condo for free, <laughs> but I'm going to be going to the condo because I cannot be in the cold all the time, but that's my dream, right? Like, I've created this thing that exists so I can do it from anywhere, so in Montana or when I take it to the beach and live my life in the summer, I can do it from anywhere and people's lives are being changed so that the same thing can happen for them and they can chase their dreams. And it's all seamless. I love that so much. It's a perfect plan. So it literally, and besides like who doesn't want a summer and winter right. house? Like, obviously. Please. <laughs> um, if people are interested in, working with you if people want more info on anything what are like some resources you have for them where can they find you emails instagrams how do you communicate with people so i'm working on having a more abundant instagram presence i try to not be on social media all the time so it's tough uh but budgeting babe co on instagram or budgetingbabeco.com and I do free 20 minute consults for people to see if we're a good fit, see if I am able to help them with their finances. That's amazing. And can they just schedule that on on the website? website? Yeah. Wow. Easy. Easy. Yes. Okay. Well, I think that covers everything. Hopefully there were some really good takeaways for people here um, on the business side and the budgeting side. Yes. Um, thank you so much for chatting with and I can't wait to see what your business does and where it goes and what's freaking next. Well, thank you for having me. Thanks for all the encouragement, motivation, helping me get this baby started. Yes. And for finally launching I'm always podcast. here for that. Yes. We did. We both did Cheers it. to us. Cheers to us. Cheers for our single espresso. Yes. Cheers. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Thank you.